All right, welcome to the runningrestaurants.com podcast where we bring you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to make your restaurant more profitable and successful. I'm your host, Jamie Oikel, and today I'm joined by co-host Roger Bodwin of Restaurant Rockstar. Say hi, Roger. Hey, what's happening? Hi, Jamie. Uh, Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, man. And our guest today is Matt Selby, president of Oberon 3 and founder of Opinionator.com, which offers immediate customer feedback to, uh, by, by mobile phone. So we're going to talk about that because it's interesting where we are right now with COVID and all that stuff. But, but Matt, real quick, man, we met several years back at a trade show, you know, one of those tr- traditional trade shows, and we, and we yapped. And I think we did maybe a few things back then, but, but it's been years. What are you guys up to? And especially as it relates to COVID and restaurants, what is going on? Sure. Well, thanks, Jamie. I appreciate uh, being here. And Roger, great to meet you. Um, yeah, well, we're still going. Um, we met as, uh, I think, beardless boys a few years ago, Jamie, and we talked a little bit about what was going on in the restaurant business. As you know, we are a software company based out in sunny Portland in Oregon, and we have uh, some technology that allows customers to be able to give what's traditionally called point of experience or on-the-spot feedback. And the solution is obviously via their cell phone. And that's, uh, that's been around for a while, and we've obviously uh, continued to deploy that and generate it. With regard to the hospitality space, the reason that this is an interesting one now, and you two will know this better than anybody else, is there is a real concern about the hygiene levels within any business that starts to reopen, specifically around the restroom experience. And in fact, one of the articles in, in CNN from last month is that restroom safety is the number one concern for businesses as they start to reopen. So how is it that a restaurant with all of its other things that are going on, how can it really employ adequate safety, maintenance, and cleanliness hygiene procedures as it starts to reopen? And we think that using the cell phone of the restroom user rather than these non-hygienic touchscreens, which seem to be anathema right now, may be one way to go to improve that restroom experience. Yeah, listen, I, I, we're going to go in a couple different different directions here, and I, I want to I want to bring Roger in in a, in a second uh, to talk about it. And um, r- really quickly, I get I get I guess what what is what is interesting because obviously everybody has one now, right? And it sits near them. They have their phone and. Everybody's using it for everything. I think when we met, it was more of a newer experience to have the feedback uh, at your system. So two things. We're going to go out to your website in a little bit because you, you have a really kind of very visual website. And I want you to walk us through a couple of things about how you're using, using feedback. But uh, before, before, before we do that and before I go, go to Roger, what, what is going on in terms of ease of use of the phone? People are just, is it, is it uh, they, they zap a code? They, they use a, how, what does it look like? Sure. So I think the first thing from our side is we want to design a technology, in fact, a business that really elevates the convenience factor for the user. You have probably heard the term, quote, survey fatigue that's banded around because particularly in the hospitality industry, you are bombarded from the moment you walk in to the moment you leave and probably for several years afterwards with meaningless requests for data asking, well, did the waitress smile you know, from the transaction three years ago? Well, I, I mean, I can't remember the names of my children, let alone whether something happened three years ago. So what we've tried to do is to design inconvenience for the user, which means that this is not an app, there's nothing to download, uh, which is a good thing. The second thing is that it works on any cell phone. Uh, Jamie, you 
you, uh, you raised your hand and had a beautiful cell phone, probably worth thousands of dollars. Um, our technology works on flip phones, this older technology. Some, be some people call that legacy phones. So it works on smartphones, non-smartphones, landlines, any web-enabled device. So the user can make their choices to the technology they prefer. Yeah. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is that they can then choose an input mechanism that they like. So text messages still very preferable for the young demographic. Clearly, I'm not in that category anymore. Uh, QR codes in the web is obviously still flavor of the month. And finally, don't forget about the good old-fashioned phone call. In fact, some of the work we do with other customers suggests that with the older demographic, probably 50 upwards, that's the most predominant one. They still prefer using the phone call rather than some of these other new things. I mean, for example, my dad is 86. If you approached him with a QR code or a text message, his, you know, his, uh, his head would blow off. You know, he just wouldn't be able to do it. That's right. And then the third thing is you want to make sure that the feedback can be done in a language that is the number one preference for your customers. So here in the States, of course, we have a lot of Hispanic folks, and you wanna make sure, therefore, that if they're comfortable using Spanish, that they can do that. Uh, we actually also have a, a French-Canadian module as well for our friends north of the border. So we wanna make things, everything, as convenient as possible and on the terms of the user, not on the terms of the business. You know, why is it that you should send out an email when uh, they may not prefer to have an email at all? So we try to make it, Jamie, super friendly, super convenient, which removes any barrier for its its use. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. And then I think I think what you, what you said on in the beginning is they're doing it on the spot. They're right at the restaurant. They can do it, and it's going to be handy. So let me go to you, Roger. So uh, Roger Bodwin again uh, from Restaurant Rockstars. In addition to being an industry uh, speaker and author and, and podcaster, and uh, he's also a coach and consultant to restaurants all over. But in addition to that, uh, also an existing current operator and a longtime operator. So Roger's been in the business in all facets and is a big fanatical person about service, talks about it in his, uh, his content as well as has products that talk about service. So, so Roger, as a service guy, I'm sure you integrated uh, feedback into your loop as a restaurant restaurant owner. How do you think about the customer feedback loop? What do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, my, my head is going in multiple directions here based on some of the things Matt has already told us about how the technology works. And obviously, convenience to the consumer is of utmost importance. We get that. There's multiple ways to uh, relay feedback back to the restaurant about something that went awry, whatever it is. But what really struck me was the phone call. Now, who answers the phone and is it all in real time where, you know, you suddenly call the restaurant's phone number and you ask for the manager and then you report the feedback saying, you know, I'm seated, I'm seated next to the wall or next to the kitchen and I'm having a problem, come on over here. Or, you know, I get the tech. I guess where I'm going with this is most people want to remain anonymous somehow. They want the feedback to be delivered. They want their problem to be taken care of. Some customers won't complain at all. They'll just leave the restaurant without giving the feedback and then they'll slam you on social media. And this is obviously designed to eliminate that or minimize that and to give the restaurant to re the chance to, you know, to reply, respond, fix it, make it right before the customer actually leaves. So you're saving that customer visit that we get. But, you know, is it common that someone would phone the restaurant or what do you, what do you see going on there? Sure. So the, the, remember that the, the idea of including a phone is just to make sure that if someone prefers that mechanism, it's there. Mm -hmm. What actually happens with our system is that they don't phone the restaurant. 
they phone a number that we provide that's yes. associated with that particular business. Mm -hmm. And it's not answered by anyone. It's actually an IVR, an interactive voice response system in mm -hmm. one of these languages that you select. And what yeah. actually happens with any of these mechanisms is that you as the restaurant owner would work with us to construct what it is you want to ask that particular customer. So it might be a short survey, it might be a, hey, tell me what's going on, it might be a net promoter score, it might be a, uh, what's the one thing we need to fix? It could be anything that you as a restaurant don't know the answer to now, which can be provided by on-the-spot commentary. Now when that happens, Again, going back to Jamie's point about convenience and your point, Roger, about privacy is we do not track automatically the phone number even uh, of that customer. We, we use a privacy system that um, takes that off the table. So the restaurant owner never gets to see the phone number, in which case he can't, you know, some hairy chef can't call this, uh, this un unhappy customer to beat them up on the spot. The only way that can occur is if the customer requests you to call them. And so one of the things that you can do as part of the interaction is to say, hey, would you like us to contact you now? And if the answer is yes, then obviously the customer will then give you the contact mechanism and their name. And in fact, the system's even got an interactive text function now, so you can have a kind of text go back and forth. Now at that point, Roger, you as the operator, now think about how you're going to remediate the problem. What is it that you're going to do when you get an alert? And the system, of course, generates alerts that are delivered to you and your team um, by text or email on the spot within about 10 seconds. So, for example, it can also segment the different types of responses. So, for example, if the question was about front of house, was Jamie, the front of house server, rude? That alert might go to the front of house manager. If it was about the food, it might go to whoever's in charge of that particular issue. So, our job here is to try and help this interaction occur your job is to then put the toothpaste back in the tube to remediate and recover before, as you say, you've got the double threat going on of not only losing the cash of that customer, but the social media exposure that, as you know, you know, Yelp is not kind. So my biggest concern, I guess, is how, how much information is provided to the manager or the owner before he decides how he's going to handle the situation. Yeah. So the way that that works is it's really, again, up to the business. All of the data that's collected, all of the opinions, ratings, scores, testimony, whatever it happens to be, is collected in real time and obviously put on our site. So you as the manager can at any point look at the performance of your location or locations. The alert message that comes in is triggered by the report that the customer's just given. He might say... I rate the food one out of five, in which case the alert is triggered. Your management team gets a copy of that alert that says he's just scored one out of five with anything else that you want to include, including perhaps a comment or the answers for the other questions that he's just given you. And it might include his contact details if, as I said earlier, he wants to be contacted. So the point is we're trying to give you and your team or the restaurant or whomever, as much information to take action there and then. You know, after all, there's no point asking me tomorrow how the coffee that I'm drinking right now is. 
because it's you can't get the uh, you know the toothpaste back in the tube. Does that help? Yeah, very much so. Let me let's let's go back to what you started this conversation with about touch screens and what a problem or challenge that is right now. Because this technology may be different. But if I went back maybe a couple of years in time, I've been to restaurants that had these sort of digital kiosks at the table where you could provide that very same feedback on the spot. Sure. And then I've also been to airports that have eliminated servers in their food courts and you literally sit down and there's your ordering kiosk and you can flip through the menus and you can order everything. And then obviously your food is delivered, but no one actually interacts with you at the table. And I'm assuming that all this right now has kind of gone by the wayside. Now you have a, a new solution that eliminates all that problem. Are you, do you, how long have you been doing this first of all? And is it uh, advanced technology from what used to be with the kiosk that sat on a table? Obviously, you know, you're allowing people to use their own phones with multiple ways to respond to the restaurant, which I like a lot. The other one is just, okay, you're, you're sending a message, you're just giving feedback, which may or may not get to anybody for a couple of days the way it used to be. Now it's like right. up to the second feedback, which is, you know, that's a great feature right there. But so um, what we, yeah, what we found, what, what we found in, in the, the conversations that we've had, and, and Jamie and I spoke about this again a few years ago, was that most businesses here in the U.S. collect feedback. Over 90% say they collect some form of feedback. The bad news is, Roger, only about 10% do anything with it. So in our view, what a complete waste of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then just, just going a little bit further on that, the ideal time to take feedback is at the point of consumption. Uh, there is no point trying to fix something when the horse has left the barn. So what we're trying to do is to fix that. Now, you, you bring in a, a, a really interesting point, and obviously one that's very germane at the moment with regard to touchscreens. So touchscreens have been around you know, a long, long time. All they are are they're just they're sort of web browsers, a little bit fancy web browsers, um, and they're fine. There's, there's a couple of issues that I would suspect come into your mind as, as restaurant operators. One is, what's the capital cost? Because these are hardware items, so you've now got to uh, assume that you can cover yes. that cost. Yes. And therefore, what's the maintenance, what's the depreciation, what's the reliability, all of that junk. The second thing, which of course has now really risen to the top, is this emphasis on hygiene. So now you've got potentially something that's owned by a third party placed in front of someone that's already rather paranoid about hygiene and expecting them to peck away with their fingers on a touchscreen that may well have been handled by whomever. So we're trying to relieve this. And again, I, I, there's, there's lots of studies now that say uh, the, the, the standard of hygiene is the number one thing that people are looking for when they go back to a business. And many other, many other alarming headlines are saying, touch screens, these are the things that you want to avoid. And for very obvious reasons. Now, your third question was about, okay, so you've got businesses that already use these, what's gonna happen? I don't know. I, I, I would suggest they're gonna have to rethink some of this because this COVID stuff and the awareness and importance of hygiene as it relates to reopening a business isn't going to go away soon. No, no, and the so model shifted. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to have to start to review it. So what we've done is we, we, we've been doing this for 10 years. We're basically saying that there is another alternative, which is a no CapEx 
no expense, no capital expense option, which is the ubiquitous cell phone that Jamie held up at the, at the beginning of the hour. Um, the fourth thing I think you said, and if, if, if I've got this uh, wrong, just trip me up here. You said about the technology. Is it old technology? Uh, well, all of the stuff that we've been doing has obviously been around for a while, but we've packaged it together so that we know we're unique in providing four different inputs, three different languages, device agnostic, analytics. And I think the, the most important thing, which Roger, you've said a couple of times now, is the ability for a system to help a business close the loop on feedback. Remember what I said, 90% of businesses collect, only 10% do anything with it. So if you're not closing the loop, then I don't see how you can improve. I don't see how a business can take itself to the next level. Yeah, I think we're all really curious about that closing the loop piece. So let's just say the interaction has happened and a customer has issued some sort of a feedback. Maybe it's a complaint. It went to the right person. That person decided how they're going to handle it and then handles it. So uh, how does that loop get closed where we know that the customer is pleased with the solution and that they are thinking this was a positive experience after all? I may then go on to leave a positive online review based on the response to the problem. I will go back to that restaurant again. Like how many interactions are there before we're confident that we've solved the problem and the customer is satisfied? Okay, so that, that's, that's, that's a great question and it's going to be a tougher one to answer, but I'll kind of give it my best shot. Um, when the alert comes in to whomever you want it to go into, they deal with it and they document it. Now, how they deal with it is really down to the operational practices of the particular restaurant. I mean, you are, after all, in charge of recovery if that happens. So, for example, if somebody said, oh, I don't know, uh, the, rest, uh, the restaurant's not clean, you would get an immediate notification of that. And the, the, the system is smart enough to ask a supplemental question. So if, if Jamie said, uh, I rate the restroom clean, restaurant cleanliness one out of five, the system will then automatically say, oh, I'm sorry about that. Which area of the restaurant aren't you happy with? And then they will itemize what it is. And that goes into the alert, which means that specific action is much more readily available. The staff member then would have to close out the alert within the system. So that allows management to confirm that something's been done. So that's the closeout part. And the system obviously measures how quickly and how long and you know, what are the concerns and all that sort of stuff. Now, to get back to your point, we, 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 I think we've got conflicting logic here. So let me kind of unpack what I mean, um, because most, most people in the hospitality want a confirmation back to the customer that whatever they've said has now been acted upon. And that's great as a statement of intent. However... I mentioned some time ago that we don't actually automatically record because of privacy legislation, the contact phone numbers or anything like that of the person unless they want to be connected to. So even though Jamie may have cleaned whatever it is part of the restaurant, if the customer hasn't agreed to be contacted, they won't know that what you've done has actually solved their problem. If they have agreed to be contacted, and by the way, about 70%, do agree to be contacted or would like to be contacted, then you can. And then you can say whatever it is you want to say. Hey, thanks very much for your comment. And by the way, here's five dollars off, you know, the next cup of coffee you 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 come in for. So you've got to be a little bit careful. I know it's uh, most businesses a great ideal to be able to reconfirm directly with the customer to say something's been done, but unless they want that, 
unless they've opted in for that reconfirmation, then you can't do it. But you still, Roger, have the benefit of getting real-time feedback, real-time analytics, and real-time data to improve operations. Okay, one, one last thing, because I don't want to dominate the conversation, but you keep bringing up new pieces of this puzzle on closing mm -hmm. loop. Okay, so I get the fact that the customer opts in whether or not they're going to respond or they want to be contacted. That's clear. What about the message back to the customer acknowledging the problem and admitting or telling what the solution is and that we're on this right away. Thank you for that feedback. I understand the bathroom's not clean. I'm sending somebody right away to take care of that problem. Thanks for bringing it to my attention. Does that always happen? Yes, it does. So the system okay. um, I, I mentioned earlier has got uh, something in it. It's a full survey engine, so it's got a phenomenon called skip logic or branch logic. So it knows in real time the answers to a question and can serve up a supplemental question uh, based on the answer previously. And that can clearly apply with, with messaging to the customer. So for example, uh, it can do exactly what you just said. So if there was a bad experience, the overall rating was poor, the system can say, oh, I'm sorry about that. Um, we are now putting together whatever it is that you as a restaurant are going to be doing. So that message creation is down to you. Now, just bear in mind that if you put that message out, you have an obligation. Clearly, you have a responsibility to yeah, do it. But the message yeah. is out there. But I want to flip it on its head now because you can turn that to your advantage. So again, if, if Jamie's the customer, he rates you highly, the system will know that because of the scores that he's delivered. And at the end of the feedback, the system can actually say, hey, thanks very much. Delighted you enjoyed the experience. By the way, this is a link to our Facebook page, Yelp page, whatever it is. So now you're encouraging a different behavior from different segments of the population. The happy population, the Jamies that have had a great experience, you can now nudge them to do something else, which is to give you a favorable testimonial on social media. But that message, of course, doesn't appear for when Jamie's unhappy. Uh, and uh, instead, the message might be, hey, thanks very much. Sorry, and uh, you know, we're on it. We, we do all the things that, Roger, you just said that, that you put in that message. I'm going to go out to the the website, uh, yeah, that's, and, that's, and I think we're going to go to that take spot. A look. I'm going to go to that spot exactly where you were just just talking about that. Is this this pull up for you guys? This little happy unhappy customer section. Yep, I see it. Yeah, so so that's a good point, right? So um, you know, looking look going through that scenario where I was happy as a customer, then boom, you absolutely want to push me to Yelp or Google reviews or, or somewhere else where that I can that I can share that I had a positive positive experience. So giving the person a link right there is great. The unhappy customer, absolutely, you do not want to then push them to your Yelp at that point in time because they're already unhappy. They may take it a step further. So it looks like in this case, I'm reading here that that person would get a thank you without link to social media. Uh, and then obviously it would be incumbent upon you to then contact them in, in terms of service recovery in whatever way you uh, so, so want to. And then you're exactly, we preempt the surprise bad review. So uh, any other, any other highlights there, Matt, on this process, this piece? No, I mean, it's, it's a relatively simple thing. We, we simply uh, provide the customer with the links directly so that they can log in and put in their own comment. We're not an aggregator. Clearly, none of these sites allow aggregated feedback. We simply provide a nudge to push a happy person to do something extra. I, I, I want to come back to, to something I said earlier, because um, the, the, 
even though a customer may not give their contact details, because as Roger said earlier, there is a percentage that don't want to be contact because they think you're going to you know, spam them every five minutes. Nevertheless, you will still, as the restaurant owner, get benefit from the data. You will still have the scores, the ratings, the thoughts, the logic, the what-ifs at your disposable, which by itself will allow you to improve operations. So even though you can't close it out with the customer, you can still close out the problem which means you close it out before it affects other people. So the data by itself, I think, is at least as powerful as being able to reach back out to the customer. Absolutely. I'm going I'm to slide up a little bit. I know I saw something. This, this I wanted to show. So this is real simple, but, I, but, but for illustrative purposes, uh, I like this example here where, where we were talking about how do, how do you initiate the process. So, so this, I assume, can be on, on a table tent, for example, right at the table, uh, I am, you know, I've had, had, had my, or I'm picking up. And so I've had my pizza. I'm sitting there. Now I have uh, four, four quick ways to do the short survey call. Like you talked about, uh, text to this number with a short code, scan the QR code, which brings you right to a link or, or go online here and, cho and choose a code. So, so this gives, gives folks a visual of, of how easy it is to do. Uh, the other one maybe is a little too small to read, but what, what are some more takeaways from the actual presentation and usage in store? Sure. So the, as you can see here, the, the, um, the initiation of the process is uh, some sort of visual um, push that we want your feedback. There's no, no automatic push from a system back to the customer. So there's no near field communications, you know, infrared, Bluetooth or any of that stuff, because that would bother the customer that you're simply forcing them to receive a message. So it's self-selecting, a customer sees this and decides to give feedback. Um, what we find is that the more communication, the better. So Jamie, you mentioned table tents. You can also do menu inserts when the person brings the check. You can do it that way. You can have badges on the staff. You can have posters in the restaurant. I mean, you are probably a lot more expert at what you could do within a particular environment. And of course, the pizza one is an ideal one to also, frankly, highlight one of those things that I'm sure uh, restaurateurs are now thinking about, which is if you have a takeout business, which I'm sure many are now relying on, you can also have a request for feedback on that delivery. So you might have something that you place within the bag on top of the pizza box or something like that, still requesting feedback because you still want to measure um, the operation of the, of the business. So we say the more the better. Um, you'll be, uh, you probably won't be surprised to know that we actually don't design any of this stuff. This is down for the business to do because they know their brand and their voice. Um, so the examples you've got were, were uh, as in all cases, uh, business design. Raj, let me go to you with a follow-up question here because I know you used in incentives sometimes to bring, cu bring customers back in your businesses. And I like this here. Um, you know, why should I do the survey, right? Well, in addition to giving feedback, I might win a free pizza because there's a new winner drawn every week. And so fine, I'll take two seconds and take my chance at ordering pizza. And I know Rod used to do stuff with like either kids giveaways where they'd fill something out and then you'd collect information to do it. You know, so, so talk about that process of giving the incentive, Raj. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't think, well, I mean, this, the incentive is an added kicker here, but I, I really do believe that people genuinely want to respond when you ask us or ask them, tell us how we did. 
So I'd be very surprised if you put these things on all the tables in a restaurant, if people wouldn't use one of those four methods, whether you offered them a free pizza or something or not, I think you're still going to get the feedback. But I am a big um, proponent of the marketing piece here. And I guess I wanted to ask Matt, let's, let's, let's back up a step. For two decades, and this goes back six years ago before I got back into this business, but we used comment cards, old school comment cards, as a way of, of figuring out, you know, what people liked, what they didn't like, you know, how their experience was. And it was a simple survey, of course, but the best part about it was the email database capture. And we probably, you know, we probably had 10 or 12,000 people that we got to give us their email addresses just by asking that question on the comment card. Is there any function here that ask somebody to opt in with an email if they want to receive regular communications from the restaurant that you can then use to promote, you know, anything that's going on and to, you know, keep in touch with your customer base. Uh, yes. So that's, that's really a secondary benefit because of course you can use the system as you did with the paper-based comment card to ask anything you want. We're simply providing a paper trail now. So if somebody does opt in, you've got a record that they've opted in, and then you can use that email as you see fit, providing that you state what your intent behind this collection. Yes. Um, so yes, all of that is available. And of course, the advantage of something like this is with a paper-based comment card, well, if you want to reprint it because you want to change a question, uh, well, good luck with that. That's a, that's a whole different expense. You know, with, uh -huh. with this type of thing, it's dynamic. I want to come back, Jamie, you asked the point about, about incentives, and I, I agree with Roger that if you ask for feedback in a benign way on their terms, you will get a much higher response rate, and you will get a range of responses you know, within the sort of statistical bell curve. It's not just going to be the very happy or the very unhappy, it'll be everyone in between. But just going back to incentives, what we found is that if you have a modest incentive like this, that's obviously uh, going to bring you in additional margin, that the response rates go up by about five to 8%. So it's not a massive kicker, and it's more symbolic uh, rather than substantive because it doesn't need to be. You, know, you don't have to give away an iPad. If you give somebody, well, in this case, a free pizza, coffee, um, you know, Starbucks voucher, something like that, uh, this is enough to give people, as, as Roger said, it's the kind of, what did you say, Roger? I think the cherry on the cake or the icing on the bone or something. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's, sure. not, it's not the difference between win and fail. It just mm. gives you some additional responses. Exactly. Let me uh, see if I think was one or two other things I wanted to see right here, but uh, let's take a quick look. Um, yeah, listen, let, uh, just, I mean, to the point where, since we're talking about this, right, I mean, you, you, I guess, you know, defection calculator the whole point is we don't lose customers and um you know we want them to come back so this is an important part of the of the why what the why you would do it there's something else here that i wanted to see what the heck was it all right i, I guess that was pretty much it. i mean this is just the overview of the feedback system you can use it at all these different type of venues so if, if we haven't covered obviously we're talking here mostly about restaurants and, and bars would be normal but it looks like you can use this in other settings as well uh, all right, before, maybe I'll jump out of screen here. Anything else here that you do want me to highlight? There was, well, right here where you're at, customer feedback anywhere about anything. I think I saw on this website that there's sort of a photo upload feature. Matt, you want to talk about that? And I think that's what we're looking at right now. Am I correct? 
it's, it's not what you're looking at right now. It, this montage is, is just really to say you can ask about anything from oh, the I menu see. to the service to the restrooms and so on. But yeah. yeah, the photo upload feature is one of those pieces that was when we, you know, when we started out, we, we never envisaged actually including a photo upload, but it came about for two reasons. We actually do some work with a hotel group and the CEO, it's a small group, it's six, uh, six hotels. And what he said was that every time any member of staff did a walk around of that particular facility and they found anything that was untoward, they wanted that staff member not only to comment on it, but to upload a photo. For example, if they tripped over a you know, wire, if there was a loose screw or something, whatever it happens to be. So the system was originally designed with a photo upload specifically to help staff give feedback as they were doing their management by walking around, their daily checklists and so on. But now, of course, it can become part of the mainstream feedback. So if you were at a restaurant and one of the things was, would you like to upload a photo as part of your feedback, you can now do that. Now, again, that's an option for the business, mm -hmm. but we've had some where they've now taken photographs of great looking food. I mean, really 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 decent looking food i mean it's taken with an iphone and the camera quality is excellent on the other hand we've had photos of exactly what i've just described which is some form of near miss or safety problem um, not exactly a fly in my suit but it's generally around if they've just tripped over something if there's a chip in the glass anything like that it's a good way for them to be able to underscore a problem if there is one but again that's an option for you originally designed to help staff with their inspections. I see. All right. Gotcha. I, yeah. I think I found a spot on the site where you, where you thought, where you saw that Roger here, uh, you can see that there and there's some other features uh, of the site that we've already talked about. So I'll jump, I'll jump, I'll jump out of share. We'll, we'll start, we'll start to wrap up um, this. So, so really what we, why I wanted to get Matt on, on with us here is, you know, we're sitting, sitting in August and we've been dealing with COVID for five months now as restaurants still with a lot of uncertainty, but certainly people are moving away from, um, uh, or, or they're having concerns, especially about hygiene, about, about takeout, about delivery, about how to do things efficiently. And, and again, to, to Matt's point, everybody has the phone, they can use it to order, they can use it to give feedback. Um, they don't want to necessarily touch other devices. They don't want to touch styluses at this point. They want to limit those contact points. So, so that's why I think this is, was an interesting conversation to have now and forever is that because now as a restaurant, you don't have to, you, you go to those restaurants, right? And they got uh, 50, a hundred, hundred, kiosks sitting on the tables and, I, and, and you use the, you use the phrase CapEx earlier. I'm like, Holy shit, that costs a lot of money to buy a hundred tablets, you know, whatever, whatever it is, hundred, hundred times 300. I mean, like, that's a lot of money. Meanwhile, everybody is carrying around like an $800 computer in their pocket. If, usually right or, or a flip phone whatever but the point is people have the technology now to do all these things so you really can ramp up the tech you have in your restaurant so um uh, roger I, I probably have one one more one more question but kind of closing thoughts to br bring us in anything else sitting in your mind what do you think yeah i mean i think matt and the website have have told us that this somewhat or totally eliminates the whole mystery shopper function in restaurants. And, you know, that's something that we used to do quite a bit of. And I mystery shopped my own staff. I would randomly sit down at a table for dinner and no one knew who, who was going to get me. And I would expect, you know, the same experience that to be delivered to me as any other customer would get. And that would be exemplary service. 
but it goes, you know, it goes so much beyond that. You know, we trained our staff, uh, what I used to call battle stations, where every staff person in the front of the house had to monitor like 30 different things to make sure that the customer didn't have any issues, you know, dirty condiments and chewing gum under the table and wet you know, the busser may, may have wiped the table, but he didn't dry the table, you know, all those things. The restrooms, so many people had to literally police every inch of that restaurant every single day. And I'm, I know, Jamie, you know, I'm famous for saying this thing about the restaurant business being one of a thousand details. And even yep. if you get 990 of those correct, it's the 10 you miss that the customer always sees. And now you're going to see that with this technology, the customers are going to let you know those 10 things or 20 things and all that sort of thing. But over time, you're going to narrow down what all those things are and hopefully you're going to fix all those so that the next customer and the one after that is never going to have that problem again. So I see that as a real solution. Absolutely. Yeah, listen, man, uh, especially with the phones and with, with social media, it is those, those 10 things that they will call out. Right now, uh, you can imagine a scenario of going to do the takeout and uh, let's say it's a, a county or, or state that requires masks and the staff member doesn't have the mask, is careless, and then that's on video and then that's shared and then those sort of, those sort of things are right, nightmare, right. nightmare scenarios oh, yeah. and, and they For happen. Sure. And so let's say that, you know, Matt's, Matt's uh, pro program is, is kind of in the middle of that thing where they're sending the feedback to the restaurant saying, hey, listen, maybe they're being polite. Like, hey, listen, I just saw this. Love you guys. But, you know, look like, you know, Jimmy, who usually is great, uh, was a little bit careless today. You may want to get with that before, before they get hit up. And, and so you do have fans that, that will be out there to support you that will report, hey, that this table's shaky and, and, and whatnot and that want that want to help you of course there are people that want to blast you and they just enjoy doing that and yeah. i'm not saying you can you can totally eliminate that so uh closing closing thoughts matt um also where to find you on the web or social what do you got oh matt is frozen for us Roger. one is oh there he is good the, of the, the 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 feedback the requirement for feedback is uh has always been there you know pre-covid covid post-covid so the the opportunity to improve operations through feedback should never go away what we're saying now is that there's very uh, it's pretty low cost technology that will allow you to help that and it will give the the number of problems that that, that that some feedback systems had i mean 150 years ago i was a waiter actually i was a very bad waiter and so one of the things that we were asked to every customer was how is your experience well you know, nine times out of ten, a customer is. I could, I could have uh, dropped a fork in his eye, and he's going to say the experience is fine because he just wants to have me out of the way. So this is a very benign way for them to give feedback, good, bad, and indifferent about any aspect of what you what you said. The the thousand different ways it could go wrong, or the thousand different things that make up the service. What I would also say is that the system itself and any system should be able to catch a good feedback as well as bad. We've sort of focused on the unhappy today, but don't forget that we can capture any type of feedback. And throughout most of our businesses, it's about 50-50. So you're gonna get great feedback as well, in addition to ideas and suggestions. So think about that, not only just as a, a, a repository for complaints, you're gonna get some other good stuff as well. I think the third thing is, as businesses start to reopen, the feedback is probably going to be as important as it ever was and i'd say actually more so because margins are going to be slimmer so you really want to make sure that you have some tools in place that focus on customer retention 
making sure that you eke out as much dollar value of existing customers as you possibly can and not have to spend on acquisition. And feedback that's convenient on their terms is going to allow you to do that throughout any part of the customer journey if they come in or whether you deliver out. Um, but I hope that's been helpful. Oh, yeah. And that, so, yeah, but, but before I leave you, go ahead uh, and share the website, oh, yeah. social, uh, anywhere else. Sure. So uh, the name of the company is Oberon3, but actually the website is opiniator.com, O-P-I-N-I-A-T-O-R.com. And at that place, you're going to see a lot of use cases. There's an, actually an ROI calculator. There's an Excel calculator that you can download and put in your own details to see how much you're losing from defection and therefore how much you can be improved. There's blog articles, there's news articles, and you have a pretty good sense of, uh, of what we do. And if you want to get hold of us, there's a contact sheet on that. That's probably the easiest and most reliable way you can, uh, you can do that. Good. Awesome. Yeah, uh, we will, of course, include links to that. So, uh, folks, that was Matt Selby of Opinionator. You can find them on the web at opinionator.com. Roger and his great resources can be found at restaurantrockstars.com. And for more great restaurant marketing and operations and service people and tech tips, stay tuned to us here at runningrestaurants.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Bye now.